0: Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 146 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, Eight Things Independent Retailers Can Expect in 2023. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I get started, I want to give a very special shout out to Leone and Ray. They are the daughter and son of Master Shopkeepers member, Laura. Apparently, Leone and Ray aren't fans of many other podcasts, So mom can't always listen when the kids are around, but they do approve of my podcast and I guess of me. So how fun is that? I love when we were on a recent call in Master Shopkeepers, it was a group call, and Laura shared this with me. I thought it was so adorable, and I was flattered that Leonie and Ray I guess, like to listen to me or don't hate listening to me one or the other. So I wanted to give a special hi and shout out to them. Leonie and Ray, thank you for listening to my podcast with mom. I really appreciate it and I know mom appreciates it too. So for the past couple of years, I've published podcast episodes highlighting some things we can expect as independent retailers in the upcoming year. In episode number 98, I shared 10 things retailers can expect this year in 2022. Of course, we'll link episode 98 in the show notes, or you can just use your podcast app and scroll down to number 98. But my intention for this episode is to share eight things that I think we should or can consider that we can expect in 2023. Number one is creative hiring. And if you listen to this podcast weekly, you know, I just recorded a podcast episode about labor pains in independent retail. You can go back to that one. It's just a couple episodes ago. Uh, But I think creative hiring is going to continue. I think the world, the labor market, the employee situation is evolving. I think it is changing. And as helpful as I try to be, I don't always get it right. And I don't have a crystal ball but I thought it was really important that I record that Labor Pains podcast episode to try to offer some solutions for hiring and retaining employees. And I do think creative hiring practices are going to continue into 2023. So of course, go listen to that episode. I think it was number 144. But in case you're wondering, what do you mean, Kathy, by creative hiring? You know, maybe you're hiring someone in a hybrid position. Maybe they come in part time and work from home part time. Maybe you're hiring a virtual assistant, someone who does work for you. They may not even be local, they could be away from your store. I talk a lot about this in Master Shopkeepers, and I love that quite a few Master Shopkeepers members have virtual assistants. We don't always need a full team in our stores, and I think technology, the software programs we're using, the systems we're setting up in our businesses, that is what's going to allow us to hire outside of the store. Yes, having people in the store to run the store is important, but I think you can get additional support with virtual assistance. Um, But I can go on and on. Go and listen to episode 144, but my point is creative hiring is going to continue Into 2023. Number two, multiple channels. Now, I talk a lot about omni channel, but many of us aren't prepared or we're just not there yet. I get it, but I am going to nudge you to consider multi channel for your retail business. If you aren't sure what omni channel retail means, you can listen to episode number 78. That one was titled, What is Omni Channel Retail and How to Achieve It? That was an actual live lesson that I taught in our group membership. And then I shared it on the podcast because I thought it would be helpful. I think the big question to consider here is, aside from your brick and mortar store, how else can customers shop with you? E-commerce is easier than ever, and if you hate tech, there are plenty of options for hiring someone to do this for you. In Master Shopkeepers, I would say about half of us did this ourselves, where we set up our own websites, our own e-commerce stores, and the other half maybe hired it out. Now, I don't know that those numbers are completely accurate. It's just me gauging from conversations. My own retail business is multi-channel, and what I love is that Our website with our e-commerce shop, it does two things. It generates revenue and it markets our business. It brings people in. I can't tell you, especially over the last year or two when we switched our e-commerce and website to Shopify, how many of our customers say they go there to browse and look before they come in or that something on our website brought them in. Yes, our Shopify site is a revenue stream, but even more so, it's a marketing tool. And I don't think many of us really considered that or consider it right now when we think about a website with an e-commerce store on it. This episode is brought to you by Master Shopkeepers, my mastermind group for brick and mortar retail store owners. If you're craving support, connection, inspiration, and motivation for your retail business, apply to join us. It doesn't matter what stage of shopkeeping you're in. What matters is your drive to work less, profit more, and grow, both personally and professionally. Learn more at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash group membership. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash group membership, all one word. Number three is contactless payments. Most of you probably have this in place naturally through your point of sale systems because they already offer this. But more consumers want to use their phones and apps to pay. Are you prepared for this? Can you offer this as an option to pay? As a result of the pandemic, many point of sale systems eliminated the need to sign a screen and eliminated the need for us to hold someone's credit card in our hand to process a transaction. At the store I own with my sister, the entire process is contactless, meaning we don't contact the customer's credit card unless of course we have to or they need help but we're always happy to help. They hold their own card or their own phone to, to process a transaction because they have credit card information on their phone and they tap and pay either with a card or with their phone. Very, very easy, sometimes too easy, right? As consumers ourselves, as shoppers ourselves, I always say Apple Pay is so easy. Now we do accept cash in our store, but it's really such a small percentage of payments these days. I wanna make sure I'm meeting people where they are and contactless payments is where it's trending. Number four, data-driven decisions. As indie retailers, we have access to more data than ever. And personally, you all know, I think this is fantastic. You all know I'm a systems and data geek. I love it. Almost every software program or system we use has stats or some type of analytical dashboard or reporting. We don't often as retailers look at this information, but I'm going to push shopkeepers to do this more and more. I have a lot more on this topic coming in future podcast episodes where I'll share examples of how and why this is extremely helpful for indie retailers. My point here is, are you using the data to make decisions in your business? Number five is experiential brick and mortar. Did I say that right? I feel like I'm not saying it correctly. Experiential. <laughs> it's one of those words. that just sounds funny to me. But the resurgence of in-store shopping has prompted new ways of thinking from retailers, many of whom are looking to design, you know, a more cohesive customer journey and just to deliver a unique and memorable shopping experience and one that sometimes will blend the digital and the physical worlds together. I know this all might sound really advanced to some of you, but on the physical side of things, big box brick-and-mortar locations are well on their way to becoming experience centers rather than traditional stores. So bear with me here. I know you're like, Kathy, why are you talking to me about big box stores? But if you think about it, it's because they want to compete with us the indie retailer isn't that funny we're always trying to think of ways we can compete with them historically we have always provided experiences for our customers unique things that we offer our customers whether it has been true or and heartwarming conversations excellent customer service events in our stores we have that special touch that big box stores can't provide So what else can you do to enhance what makes you stand out? What else can you do to provide your customer with a special experience? Experiential also means community and connecting, particularly after the past two to three years with the pandemic. I recently had a conversation with my husband about getting into a bit of a rut in terms of uh, just still being in our pandemic bubble. I want to get out and I want to explore again. I want to visit local restaurants again. I mean, we supported them through takeout and all of that, but I actually want to get out. And I still feel like we're living a little bit in this bubble. We did this pretty well on vacations and road trips, you know, just the three of us. But again, I want to get out and explore, especially locally. But personally, I want to break this habit of being in that you know, quote unquote, safe zone, I want to meet up with friends more, I want to do fun things, I want to get out to restaurants, we haven't explored yet. And I think many others are feeling the same way. And, and my point is, so what experiences, again, can you offer or community building events can you host in your store? How can you connect people in your community beyond the shopping experience? This is a conversation I'm going to have with myself too about my own store and probably with my sister. This episode is brought to you by my free resource, 100 plus social media ideas and prompts for retail store owners. It's easy to get into a rut with social media marketing and not know what to post about. Get this 21 page downloadable resource filled with a list of long ideas. So you can be inspired to post and market your brick and mortar store. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash 100 ideas. That's the number 100 and the word ideas all together SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash 100 ideas and sign up for my newsletter to get the list. Number six is conscious consumers. These consumers are really starting to define retail habits and we can't ignore it. So to succeed in retail in 2023, and I guess that's a little bit strong that statement, but I think really maybe in order to serve um, a growing customer base, maybe I should say that, businesses can continue or have to continue to adapt to the fact that a lot of consumer buying decisions increasingly lie around questions of ethics, the environment, and sustainability. Even if this isn't the core of your business or part of your mission and values, you can do small things that many customers are going to appreciate, especially the conscious consumers. Post about causes that mean something to you and your brand if that works for your business. But for example, Made in the USA grew in popularity over the past couple decades, and handmade products are locally made. They've become even more popular in so many communities. This appeals to the conscious consumer too. So it doesn't just have to be political, religious, social beliefs. It could be something that really pulls at the heartstrings of the people in your communities and buying local and buying handmade is often one of those things. If this is the foundation to your business, talk about it, market it, share about it, do all of the things to let people know that that's what you're doing, that's who you're buying from. Here's another small example. Many of us use recycled materials for shipping. Personally, we do this too in my own store. But if you have A super polished high-end brand that values incredible like impeccable packaging and you worry about branding or the perception of branding when you use recycled materials to ship, maybe you don't need to worry about it at all. With so many conscious consumers, I think they're going to appreciate that you use some recycled materials. And one thing that I've seen indie retailers do is they'll put a sticker on their the outside of the package that s- says something like, we use recycled materials, like we care, comma, we use recycled materials for shipping. And I think that message just alone on a simple sticker can go a long way. You know, it can communicate that you believe and support, sustainability efforts, and it communicates why your packaging maybe isn't quote unquote perfect. Not everything has to be Instagram perfect, right? Consumers will appreciate this. The conscious consumer is just that. They're really aware. They pay attention or intentionally go out of their way to find brands that align with their values. That's a great way to find your people, Right. Number seven is social commerce. Social commerce is helping a lot of businesses thrive and stay competitive. 75% of retailers are now selling on social media. So that's what I mean by social commerce. Moreover, 43% of retailers who sell on social platforms also say that half or more of their profit comes from social media sales. That stat kind of surprised me. And now I'm wondering... Oh, there is an article. I'll link it in the show notes. I'm wondering where I got that from as I look at my outline for this podcast episode. But if you haven't tried out creating shoppable posts, live selling or setting up a TikTok shop, 2023 is going to be a really good time to get started. Maybe you can add that to your big goals list. So if you're a Savvy Shopkeeper Digital Planner, in the worksheets tabs at the top, there is a goal setting, just a really big, it's really quite basic, but it's one of my favorite worksheets. They're big goals for 2023. Maybe that could be one of your big goals for 2023. Being on social media allows you to reach more customers and boost your sales, especially now that people are more glued to their devices, you know, than ever. Which leads to the last item on my list. Video, video, video. Yes, I know this was also on my list for 2022, but it is not going away. How can you use video to market and sell in your business is the question. This is the question that probably makes many of you uncomfortable Maybe going live isn't the solution, if that's the case. If it makes you that uncomfortable, maybe you're going to dip your toe in the water by recording content first. That way, if if you watch it and you hate it, you can re-record it. You can edit it. Do something with it. So don't feel that it has to be live in the moment. If you want to start practicing, start recording. No one says you have to share those videos, right? And I also have to say, this is referring to me too. You could also maybe get a team member to do it. Maybe you have a store manager or a store employee who loves video, who loves the video on social media and is willing to record. We have one Master Shopkeepers member. I think it's the youngest person on her team. She does so well on TikTok. And the store owner, the master shopkeepers member, was happy to hand that off to this particular team member who does it really well. So it doesn't even have to be you. You can do this. It's just a matter of how and what will work for your comfort zone. Lastly, you might be wondering why I didn't mention the economy on my list. I intentionally left this off my list. And I'll be really honest here, I'm kind of tired of retailers feeling like they need to predict this. They need to know what's going to happen with the economy. We spend way too much of our thoughts and our brain, you know, our thinking and our brains on this topic. It just consumes way too much of our minds and our energy. Instead, I want you to focus on being prepared for anything. The highs, the lows, the unexpected stuff, I was going to swear, but I didn't because <laughs> I did mention Leone and Ray at the beginning of this episode. So the unexpected stuff. We're so consumed with the day-to-day or the week-to-week sales, we let it affect our moods, we let it bring us down, it isn't the sales that bring us down, it's our minds, it's our thoughts. Yes, I said it, (laughs) I've been wanting to say this for so long, and I do, I sometimes record like a tough love episode, but it's just, I see it so strongly, and I see it bringing independent retailers down, this whole subject, and it doesn't have to happen. Instead, focus on building a solid foundation. If you're in master shopkeepers, go watch that cash flow masterclass. Go set up systems for efficiency. There's so much information in our group membership that can help you, that can help you move forward without feeling like the economy is going to bring you down. If you think the pandemic was the only time you would have to pivot or you feel tired from all the decision-making over the past three years, this does not stop. If you're multitasking, I really want you to stop right now and listen to this because this is really important. I don't think I've ever said it in this fashion. If you think, I'm just going to repeat what I said, if you think the pandemic was the only time that you would have to pivot or that you would have to make a million decisions, this doesn't stop with entrepreneurship. It is constant as an entrepreneur, pandemic or not. So what I want you to do is start to wrap your brain around that, that your decision-making and that pivoting and that figuring things out and that getting creative is always going to happen as an entrepreneur and it should and instead of looking at like a depleting part of running a business look at it as fun look at it as a challenge for your brain you have to start loving and nurturing your brain because it's our brains that create the magic in and for our businesses it really is If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 146. I know I ended this episode kind of abruptly on a tough love note, but I feel so strongly that I had to say those things. And I hope the eight things that I mentioned in this podcast episode help you prepare for 2023. Let's keep momentum going in terms of our brains and in terms of our thinking and optimism and feeling like we can be entrepreneurs without wiping ourselves out. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.